I want to thank everyone for being with us today on the Duck Pond Wall. It's just a show where we, you know, we pretend we're sitting on the Duck Pond Wall catching up with an old friend. And that's what we're doing today on the um, the the mystical, not quite made out of bricks Duck Pond Wall that we create with this show. And so today our guest is Will Mullins, Emory Henry class of 92. How you doing, Will? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm so excited to get to do this. I told Will there's some things about him I don't know, and so I'm just going to get to be nosy in this conversation. But the reason I wanted folks to know you is because you do some really cool work um, in terms of writing screenplays, and I want you to talk about that just a little bit. Um, tell us, tell us, that seems to be your passion and the thing that you get recognized for and that sort of thing. So tell us a little bit about what it is you do, and then we'll back up and find out how you got started on that. Okay. Um, well, I've been writing uh, in one way or another for quite some time, uh, ever since uh, and before graduating from Emory and Henry. Um, so uh, screenwriting is really the area that uh, about which I have the most passion, like you say, and uh, that I enjoy the most and have most expansive uh, body of work uh, in. Uh, did you did do, you say uh, you, bro- you broke you broke up a little bit there? Did you say that's your most expansive body of work? Yes, yes, uh, would be my screenwriting. Um, I also have a little bit of guest blog uh, writing and other types of things that I do, uh, including several uh, you know publications in that arena in recent years. But uh, screenwriting and being involved with the world of film has been something. Um, it's been going on with me since about uh, the early 2000s and um, one way or another uh, feature screenplays um, are specifically what I focus on uh, as in film scripts uh, of full length. Uh, I've also written a few uh, spec pilot scripts for a potential television series uh, just because I had particular ideas that I thought were well suited to that format. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been doing that for quite some time. Uh, you know, I, I've had a day job at times along the way. Uh, it's certainly not something that uh, I've made a consistent living at over the past 20 years. Um, and I've also been involved with other aspects of film, like running a small production company, uh, doing commercial work and, and so on. Uh, so yeah, that's just to give a high level overview. That's, that's, uh, that's how I would describe it. Okay. Well, I, we're go- I'm going to make you unpack a whole lot of that stuff for starters. I mean, do, do people call you and say, I have a movie and I need a screenplay for it. Can you write that? Or do you just say, I have an idea for a screenplay. I'm going to write this and try to sell it. Uh, I've pretty much always just been a spec screenwriter, um, you know, there are situations sometimes you can get into out there where you're writing something for hire, but it's not something I've too aggressively pursued. Um, that kind of had body of work that I wanted to create, you know, so I've, I've spent a lot of time writing uh, my own ideas and uh, just kind of building that creative little world <laughs> that I wanted to build with my work. Well, you say, so, yeah. and, and you say you were, you've been, I'm going to do some more on that in a second, but you said you've been a guest blogger. Is that also about film? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I've written on topics related to film. Um, my most recent article was in uh, 
a zine called Theme Park Magazine, uh, where they published an article of mine about my concept for a design of a dark ride um, at the new uh, Universal Park that's going to get built um, down in Orlando. I had the spec idea that I I had heard about how they were going to have this whole classic Universal monster movies um, component to the new park, and I'm a big fan of of the old, you know, black and white Frankenstein, uh, Dracula, whatever type films um, that Universal did, and and was kind of excited that they're going to do this aspect to the park. Um, so I, I wrote out this kind of spec article with my idea for what a major ride you know, of that nature would be, um, you know, sort of a 10 pole ride for the park. And uh, this, this zine that's uh, dedicated to theme park news uh, published the article. Well, that's kind of cool. And do you know if, do you know if Universal has, um, have, you, <laughs> have you said, have you sent it to Universal? Have they seen this idea? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have much of a way to get it in front of Universal because when it comes to something like that, it's, um, they're going to be concerned about seeing people's ideas, um, you know, admitting that they've seen people's ideas and if they incorporated it, you know, it would be, um, it would be suddenly their idea. Kind of a risk to them. I think, um, say they, they don't look at unsolicited unsolicited ideas for that type of thing. So who knows, um, you know, enough people read it that, that maybe they'll see it. Maybe some people on the creative side, yeah, uh, we'll see it, but yeah, well, so far I, I've I, heard nothing. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're being cagey. Maybe they're out there thinking somebody's got to get this Will Mullins guy on the phone, you know, because he's got some good ideas. All right, so let's get back to the screenplay part. And how did you get started doing that? Did you just watch a movie one day and say, I could do better than that? Um, I think there's some truth in that. That's a fair statement. Um, I mean, you know just loving film and having always loved film and for a long time kind of having thought well I didn't grow up in LA I didn't grow up around the business so probably don't have an avenue to get involved with it and then you know eventually just picked up a, a book on screenwriting and kind of realized that hey there's a potential market out there to to write spec work and get it seen by people and maybe get an option on a script every once in a while. Um, so I thought, yeah, I might as well do it. Um, and it just became this enormous passion. Um, I was actually living in Myrtle Beach uh, when I started screenwriting and uh, found out about, you know, a degree of the industry being in, in Wilmington. Uh, so made the huge move an hour up the road to, to Wilmington um, to kind of set up shop here and uh, got involved with independent film and, like I said, running a commercial production and post-production company. And, um, but my, you know, that's just always been my passion and my, my heart is, is in the screenwriting um, because I love to write. Well, um, how did Wilmington get to be such a center for film? Um, it goes did, they back just, to, did they just make it very uh, hospitable to those people who were doing that work? That's part of it, um, but it goes all the way back actually to the mid '80s, uh, give or take, when uh, Dino De Laurentiis and uh, 
uh, Frank Capra Jr. Uh, made the original Firestarter movie here. Um, oh. They had kind of looked at both Charleston and Wilmington as potential locations for a studio. Uh, they made Firestarter here and ended up building a studio here. And for a long time, they made their own movies here. Um, mm-hmm. Then eventually that ended and the studio lot kind of became a rental facility for any production that, you know, wants to come to Wilmington basically because they can save money coming here. Yeah. Um, and it's been that way for a long time. It's been, the, the studio has been under two or three different names, but we're now it's Screen Gems and it's, it's uh, been Screen Gems for quite a long time. Yeah. And so, so you, you said you also have a little business that you're doing some commercial work. Do you do it at Screen Gems? Uh, no, and I, I'm not actively involved in that uh, anymore, but that's something I did for some years, um, uh, doing commercial work and uh, post-production work um, on various things. But uh, we did some reality series post-production work. Um, so we made a little money at that for a while and that was uh that was a thing for a while um, yeah and that just kind of came to its natural conclusion uh somewhere around the great recession um right right and, right right well and um, so so are there you know i have to ask this question this is going to sound shallow but i'm going to ask it anyway so are there th- projects that you've worked on that uh, that folks would recognize uh unfortunately not really i mean i I haven't really done the crew thing so i haven't worked on the bigger stuff that's been in town um and as a writer you know some of my stuff has been under option and i've had success with it in script competitions and so forth but uh unfortunately no productions yet that anybody would have seen that's that's still the goal uh what i'm working on yeah um well, and you didn't you just win something kind of big? Didn't you just win a competition recently? Um, I had uh, two different scripts that won honorable mention in uh, a long-running competition called Screenplay Festival. Um, and I had another script that uh, won a bronze award in the L.A. Sci-Fi and Horror uh, Festival. Um, and just a bunch of other scripts that advanced in different competitions. Um uh, including script, uh, scriptation showcase and a number of others. Um, yeah. I had a script that was a finalist recently in Die Laughing, which is based out in Hollywood. Um, so a lot, yeah, a lot recently, um, from like late, mid, late 2021 up to recently. Um, <clears throat> and that's kind of, opened up some opportunities to to get read um so i have some scripts that are out there right now and kind of hopeful that you know that would be a good boost (laughs) well that's great i'm going to remind everybody that we're speaking today with will mullins in Rand henry class of 1992 who is a screenwriter among other things and he's telling us about some of his work and in case you haven't noticed he's sitting outside and there is a very beautiful cardinal that is singing right in his ear, I can tell. And so in case you're wondering what that, in case any of you are at home going, I wonder what that bird is. That would, that sounds like a Northern Cardinal, I do believe. So, um, so, well, now let's talk about, like, you said you started writing before you left Emory and Henry. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Um, 
and at that time there was uh, no departmental major i think for writing um, i guess there is now if i'm not mistaken but uh, well, yeah yeah i think so and did it probably within different departments what did you major in so I was an English major. Everything kind of went under the broad heading of, of English at that point, um, whether it was even theater. Um, yeah, I did a lot of theater um, and I did a lot of writing courses. Um, you know, at the time I was, of course, being a college student was still trying to figure out exactly what my form would be and yeah. exactly what, what I wanted to write. But um, yeah, I was writing poetry and other things in those days and uh took felicia mitchell's poetry course uh, i recall um and uh you know the thing that i always remember about being there and, and the importance of it is just how as a writer you kind of have to develop this voice and you have to develop um something to say you know one of the most important things about being a writer is having a perspective uh, and having something to say. And uh, it was just such a time of, of ideas and people who were so open to, to talking about art and philosophy and really a very idea-oriented environment, you know, as, as they've called it over the years, a liberal arts haven. Um, and that was kind of my experience with it and really helped build um, sort of the backdrop for me being a writer I think as the years went by yeah um, well and, and did you ever did you ever imagine that you would be a screenwriter is, or a screenplay writer is that kind of what you had in mind not at that time no, I don't think I really had even kind of envisioned that at the time what was the first that what was the first project you wrote what's the first screenplay you wrote so I wrote a script um, called Shadow Worlds uh, for my first script, which was really a very large sort of concept, um, you know, to write for a first script. It was kind of a high concept um, sci-fi action type script, um, but also kind of metaphorical because um, I was trying to write something that had uh, a degree of Christian philosophy involved in it. So it, it kind of delves into this concept of what if there was this alternate dimension where people didn't, didn't just have their questions about what the meaning of truth is, but they actually had like this literal bridge that they saw to some kind of, to, you know, to the afterlife and the concept of heaven and hell and everything. And how would that, affect their decisions um if they literally were from this universe where you know it wasn't a question of faith it was a question of something that in some sense they could literally see uh and then somehow it, it becomes that they come to this world and uh they experience terrorism in this world so it raises this whole issue for them of what it's like to be in in this world that that we're in you know so it became this whole kind of metaphorical thing for some of the big questions that that we struggle with um i think and so it was yeah it was rather <laughs> a weighty undertaking for a first script um 
Yeah, that's 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 not exactly you know um, the, the 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 computer who wore tennis shoes. I mean, that's a that's a really that's a really heavy concept that you're talking about. Well, and yeah. you know, I would think that script writing is an entirely unique way of writing because you've got to do you've got to set up the scene, you've got to do the backstory, you've got to do a lot of dialogue. I'm thinking. And you've got to you've got to describe what the scenes are very specifically. I mean, is that do you feel like that that's something you just were naturally good at, or did you have to develop that over time? Well, I think it's a little bit. I think some people are more oriented towards that type of writing, sure. Um, but I think it's also a thing that you learn um, just reading scripts, and which I've you know read stacks of scripts of actual produced films and. Of course, to learn from from people who've done this, and oh, that's um, you know, taking some. I never really uh, took formal like sit down college classes in it, but I've taken various types of um, audio courses and all that sort of thing. And you know, it just all builds together over the course of time, and the format becomes more and more natural to you. Is there a genre you really like? You mentioned something about horror. You talked about some Christian overtones or is there, is there like a sort of an area that you really enjoy writing about? I mean, just broadly speaking, it's definitely the speculative fiction type stuff, the fantasy and uh, sci-fi and a little bit of horror and all that type of thing that I've, I've written. That's uh, kind of a sweet spot for me. And <laughs> um, I have written a couple of comedies uh, and some action well, what do you have out there right now that you're hopeful of, that you're most hopeful about? Do you have a project that you're floating out there right now that you're thinking might get some traction? Yeah, I have a comedy out there um, and a couple of lower budget genre films, um, scripts that I've written that uh, could garner some traction, I think, with everything that's happened lately. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where the focus is. Um, I have about 16 scripts, but it's all you know about the right script with the right person at the right time so yeah how do you how do you know how to all right well first of all how many how many scripts have you written you have 16 rolling now how many have you written well i have 16 that i've written in total okay um, and some others that i'm working on ideal wise okay so how do you how do you learn how to like farm those out to the right people um it's it's just there's so many different ways that these things happen i mean it's you network and meet people through being involved with film projects and um you meet people even online sometimes um and just look for those opportunities you know anybody who's willing to read a script um and there are services out there that you can use i've done that um that get your scripts in front of people um there are just all, all different kinds of ways of doing it. Um, yeah. Do you talk to other people? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, it's interesting, the people that you meet um, that you never really would have thought, wow, I would somehow have a connection to this person through be it Southwest Virginia or Wilmington or whatever. And, and they're doing uh, some of what I want to do. And yeah, so I've met people like that. So. Do you ever talk to other Emory and Henry folks who were doing similar kinds of work? 
I know we've got a couple of folks out there doing that. Ironically, I'll, the only people I know doing this are guys. Is this sort of a male-dominated world? I feel like surely there are more women doing it, but I, all, all the ones I can think of are, are dudes. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I've uh, so there's Jeremy Pack, who I actually graduated with around the same time with. Right, um, I was thinking about him. Yeah. Um, so I, I've talked to him from time to time, uh, you know, from for many years um, uh, about the whole world of film. Um, <clears throat> um, I don't know. He has some projects he's trying to get going right now uh, as he's moved back to Atlanta after having been in L.A. for years. Right. Right. Um, I know that uh, Malik Redman is out in LA and he's done a lot of like voiceover acting work and so on. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Well, I'm, he's going to be my next call. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, just, I've kept them a little here and there over the years, just through me through Facebook and stuff. Um, and then of course we all know that Rhodes has, has uh, had a couple of TV series that he's gotten going. Um, which is impressive. It's it's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, so as far as E and H goes, I mean that would and that, be. And that's Rhodes Fishburne for if you if people don't know that. Yeah. Name. Yeah. Yeah, Rhodes Fishburne, who graduated, I believe, a couple of years after me. Uh, I two want or three to say, after. yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds. I never right. really knew him um, in college. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's of course Scott Cooper's brief affiliation with Emory and Henry who was here as a freshman I remember same year again same year as me um he was must have uh, been something in the, there must have been something in the water I guess so uh and then he went on to Hamden Sydney I believe after uh freshman year and he did he, quite a success he didn't finish it he he his big breakout was uh crazy heart right yeah yeah he uh I believe he wrote the adapted script for it from a book um and then directed the film yeah uh, I, you know and th- this is a silly aside but i had not seen the big lebowski when i saw that movie so i didn't get the um, the little nod to the opening of the big lebowski in in crazy heart did you notice that no okay well I'll, I'll, it's, it's kind of gross but it's funny so <laughs> <laughs> Well, so what is, um, do you have like a sort of a day job now that you're doing? Uh, not right now. Um, and I, I had up until not that long ago, been working uh, in business analysis, analysis and product development with uh, a software as a service company here in Wilmington. Um, yeah. Right now I'm kind of on a bit of a hiatus trying to decide what the next thing is as far as a full-time job goes um spending a lot of time with the kids and uh, focusing on, on writing when when the opportunity is there and um so yeah in kind of a state of a transition right now but uh yeah the how most you, recent day job was on that that whole track how old are your kids uh five and 12 well she's about to turn 12 well, life is changing dramatically if she's about to turn 12. Yeah. That's a whole new world. You're going to be writing scripts about a whole different kind of stuff now. It's, it'll, still be, <laughs> it'll still be horror, but it'll be a whole different kind of horror. Right. It'll be, it'll be hormone horror. 
Well, tell me, I always no. we're about that we're about out of time, but I always like to ask people, um, and you said a little bit about this, but tell me what it is at Emory and Henry that has kind of stayed with you throughout your life. What what do you find yourself referencing the most, or recalling, or using, or whatever? But what is it about your Emory and Henry College days that really continues to follow you? I think it's the just that whole commitment to um ideas and learning and uh wanting to always be learning and not have learning be something that just stops when you receive a diploma or whatever and also learning that sure it can be pragmatic and can be used in any number of career contexts but that's not the whole point of it you know it's it's trying to define as we used to say, um, you know, the good life. Um, that was one of the themes of, of Emory and Henry when I was there and the Western tradition program and so forth as it was at the time was <clears throat> trying to define our version of the quote unquote good life, um, you know, and then pulling not just an understanding of history, but kind of the history of philosophy, you know, the history of art, the history of of creativity and faith and all the, all the things together uh, into some sort of relatively comprehensive view of, of the world, you know, that you could kind of stand behind uh, and kind of defend. Um, so that and just being around people who were so excited, you know, about art, about learning and music and and things of that nature that it's easy to get quickly away from when we step out into the world. You know? mm. Yeah. 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 Well, so what has your definition of the good life changed since you were in college? Hmm, wow. That's a big question. Um, I think in ways, um, you know, I think toward the end of my time in college, it, and I had taken a lot of classes with Dr. Fisher my, my senior year. And I think as I was departing college, it, I became more aware of the need for compassion in the world. And, you know, a lot of the problems that, that people face in societies throughout the world. Um, and I guess I would say that I've always tried, hopefully I've managed to try to incorporate compassion and doing something to help somebody besides myself, you know, into, into a life philosophy. And it's still something that, you know, is I'm trying to learn and, and grow in that sense. I can't imagine Dr. Fisher being Dr. Fisher being any more honored by anything than to think that that's the sort of thing that he has instilled in somebody that was taking one of his classes. I think that's, I think that's perfect. No, I think he absolutely did so, uh, and, and with many people, including many people who were definitely not political science majors, you know, who who kind of came into the fold, you know, from other areas like I did. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he was. I think he was incredibly influential in that. That's terrific. Oh, that's terrific. Well, Will, we're just about out of time. Are there? Let, let me let you end by saying what what is your advice to others who might be thinking gosh I've got some ideas for a script I would love to write it and submit it somewhere what's what's your best suggestion on that 
Um, you know, delve in, pick up a good book, like uh, something simple like Sid Field's screenplay uh, structure. Um, you know, just start learning about the basic concepts of the act structures. And, uh, you know, it's a journey. It's, uh, it's not glamorous. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a journey, but if you have the passion for it, it might be worth it. I think that's good advice. And I'm glad it's fun to watch somebody whose passion has really never wavered. As long as I've known you and talked to you, this seems to be something that you have just been excited about and working hard on. And so it's kind of cool to, to hear you talk about it. So thank you for sharing that with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Everybody, our guest today has been Will Mullins, Emory and Henry class of 1992, um, writer of screenplays. And um, we're excited to see what comes next for him. I want to thank everybody for being with us today on the Duck Pond Wall. And I encourage you to keep on listening to WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. There is some great stuff coming up next. I'm going to plug two quick shows that I have recently fallen in love with. On Saturday night, you can listen to The Infinite Highway and also to In Your Ear. And both of those shows are a great time and a lot of good music. So I'm going to encourage you all to listen in. Check the schedule and and, uh, and you can stream it live from the computer or listen on 90.7 FM. Thank you all for listening. And thank you, Will Mullins, for being our guest today. Thank you.